friends and fellow adventurers, welcome to the MinMax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue the Extinction Curse. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord, where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout-out to all of those at our big number level and above. Rock Jedi, Iggy, Wolf, Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, The Trevor Project, Das Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, The Brigand Alliance, Eric R. Oh, just gonna sneak right past you there. Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Mercutio, Angel Shadowheart, Dickie Lopez, Licky Dopez, Rickety Rope Bridge, Alex K, More Dine, Toma Elaka, Dr. Grinnis, Forevermore, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Darren W, Marob Syndrome, Think Tears, Zach S, Jamie H, Mr. Turtle, Sleeve, Darren, Caleb W, Corey, Pickle, Mr. Grimm, Fire Down, M54 Ewas, and Jameson S. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of Session 133. We spend the night in a mansion that's in the Eagle Garrison, and the next day we travel deeper into the Vale, where it's cold and snowy. Before long, we encounter a huge Lenorm worm. However, he seems kind of scared of something, but he attacks us nonetheless. What's a circus to do but fight back? After a bit, a couple Wendigos pop out. They all have regen, so we have to get a little creative with killing them. After we've done so, the Lenorm's spirit flies up into the air and seems to be wanting us to follow it. We decide to do that. I guess we follow after it. Starts off as meandering, and then it begins to see... It seems to gain more purpose as it's going along. You eventually end up at this cleft in the stone. It looks like it's a small cave entrance. There are several different signs of activity outside of the cave. Jeb, you notice, without even having to make a check, you critically succeed it. There are a single pair of halfling footprints around the entrance of the cave. There are a few neatly cleaned bones stacked to one side of the cave entrance and faint soot marks along the top of the cave mouth. The soul meanders into the cave. I follow. We follow? Do we go in a cave? Okay. Peach Pie would have to duck down, and the wizard would have to duck down because the entrance and the cave beyond is only about five feet tall. When you enter in, the cave itself is only about 20 feet wide and maybe 30 feet deep. And the interior is outfitted with simple but cozy furnishings, a bed-like nest of furs, a fire circle with a tea kettle and an iron pot nearby, a rough table holding a wooden bowl and the like. This halfling woman from a section of the cave where she was doing some work, she was folding sheets. She jumps in surprise. Oh, hey. Hello. Sorry to startle you. She starts waving her hands around urgently in a, in, a, in a waiting gesture. She goes over to a uh, neatly stacked, like, stick rack and starts searching through items in the rack. A couple of clatters. What is the soul doing during this? Just kind of following her around. She doesn't seem to recognize it. She doesn't really acknowledge it either. I walk over to her. Can you not speak? She holds her finger up. I start speaking to her in a pigeon language. Okay. Yeah. Sign language? 
That's not even sign language. It's it's a, a, a pigeon. It says I don't know what the fuck that means. I should probably Google what pigeon. Means. I think you both still have to have a language. You can always talk to any creature that has a language. Yeah, so they do need to have a language. But you also have sign language, don't you? I also Maybe have sign she language. Knows sign language. But also, she seems to tell us to wait. <laughs> she brings out a chalkboard and then a piece of chalk, and she points to you, wizard. And she pantomimes to you the last thing you said. Don't talk. Can talk. Won't. And then underlines won't. Why? She taps her foot, rolls her eyes, erases it, and then writes the word curse with a period. Oh, can someone remove the curse from her? She's, she's got a curse on her, I guess. I think I ended up with that. She erases the word cursed and then writes, what else is with you? Oh, there's some random ass soul we were following. Uh, Lenorm, soul? But it followed, brought us to you. She pauses. It's right there, don't you see it? She looks at each of you and then she turns to look at the soul. Her eyes go wide. And then she writes quickly, hastily, a Lenorm question mark? Yes. She falls to her knees, and she begins to cry. Oh, is that Lenorm your friend? Shit. Guys, I think we killed her friend. Oh, my. Uh, it was acting rather strangely, wasn't it? Wait, hold up. It did attack us. Is this a sad cry, or is this a happy cry? No, it's a sad cry. Okay, yeah, she, it was her friend. Do you want us to remove this curse? It's a quiet weep. M- Moonlight starts rummaging for the wand. In their bag, in their sleeves. But their shadow, that's what it was, in their shadow. The shadow. Meanwhile, the soul is slowly, like, rotating around the halfling, mournfully. Uh, can we put it in a new body? Uh, I try to, like, touch the soul and, like, poke it. What, the, kind of, is it, can I, can I touch it? It doesn't react to you. So, I, me just poking it doesn't do anything? <laughs> no. <laughs> Guys, do you think we could, like, reincarnate or resurrect a Lenorm? Oh, actually, let's reincarnate a Lenorm. That could be funny. <laughs> Just bring it I back mean, as not, a fucking, not, like, not elf? Funny. I mean, fuck, I already said funny. <laughs> <laughs> bring it back as a puppy. Comes back as a goblin. <laughs> well, Lenorms, are the Lenorms intelligent? They're no, they're not. Right? They're not very smart. It'd have to come back as, like, an unintelligent creature. Like a puppy. Aha, here it is. So do you ask to remove this curse? It does take a little while. She just sobs in response. I think that's a yes. That's a, you know, maybe to make up for us killing her friend, we, we just... Then, then yeah. we can discuss what we can do with this soul. We can fix this somehow? She looks up. Fix? Question mark? I mean, we're pretty powerful. We can probably figure out something. Yes, we killed the Lenormand just a moment ago. Shit. And two Wendigos. <laughs> Wendigos weren't your friends also, were they? We brought this bush back from the dead. Shit. <laughs> David, that was well done. Hero point. Take a hero point for that one. That was fun. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. She stands up, sniffles, wipes a tear from her eye. She writes down, at what cost? Question mark. I don't know. 
What, what level was your friend? <laughs> you're, you're paying for the standard cost. Lenorm level. <laughs> not, not not our fault. It got in our fucking way. Attacked us. Literally attacked us. I was trying to talk to him, be nice, and he was just kind of a dick to us. Your friend was a bit of a dick. Too bad we don't have Wurmples with us. Would you like a Wurmples? <laughs> We're not giving away Wurmples. We're keeping Wurmples. <laughs> she points to the at what cost again. Well, we can remove the curse for free. This would make this all a lot easier. She looks down, nods her head reluctantly, but nods her head. It's going to take 10 minutes. You know what? Uh, diplomacy check. Do a diplomacy check for me. Uh, I hope you're good at this. I'm not. Well, I'm good if I roll better than a two. I need to use my fucking hero point. Uh, this, is, this is what I use my hero points on, so I guess this is what I use my hero points on. Slightly better. 36. A 36 is what you needed. So that was, that was a well-spent hero point. She nods her head and... Uh, Allows you to cast the spell on her. She trusts you. Uh, while Moonlight's doing that, I'm going to cast Prestidigitation on this dirty-ass halfling. <laughs> Such a dick. I don't, I don't call her. I don't say that to her. That, that was out of character. She's fucking I dirty. I feel you, but she, she, is. She, she is. She cocks her head at you uh, as you're, you're casting the spell on her, and then she looks down at the parts of her that haven't been cleaned. She just shrugs. And if we want to have like a civilized conversation, one you gotta speak, two you don't you gotta look like you're not a fucking hobo. <laughs> <laughs> She's got like you know sticks and thorns uh, intertwined through her hair, you know dirt sc- scrubbed on her face. Not poorly made clothing, but dirty clothing. Forty six counteract check from the level nine remove curse. Forty six. Is a critical success. So as, I don't know what that means. I don't, oh, it's just, I don't have counteract number. <laughs> it's okay. I don't think it makes a big enough difference here because I know. I mean, as long as it's not a level nine spell or, uh, or a level ten thing, it doesn't make it. Uh, it's an eighteenth level effect, so you're fine. She after the spell is cast and she gets cleaned up by the wizard. I mean, he has ten minutes. Can clean up a lot. <laughs> I think I needed some assistance. I'm just going to cast a level one unseen servant to assist me in cleaning. They <laughs> <laughs> can be the one to pick the sticks and twigs and shit out. Scrub the toes and... Uh, hello! My name's Malba. My name's Moonlight. Hello, Malba. I take it this Lenorm was your pet or friend or something? We were friends. Yes, we were friends. Very, very good friends. I'm sorry we killed it. I don't understand why. It 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 did attack us. Yeah, I thought or, I told you he was kind of being a dick. At least it charged at us, which we took as a sign of aggression. I tried to talk to it. It's a very dangerous place around here. Did he say anything to you? I think the wizard already forgot because Ted forgot. Um, he, I think he said something about us not coming this way, but, like, he's dead, so we came this way. Um, I don't remember much else other than that. 
I told him we wouldn't go that way, and then, like, that's when he started being a dick and came out of after us, even when we were backing away to, like, not come this way. He came and attacked us. Not our fault. I see. Is the spirit still, like, hovering around? Yeah, hovering around her. Peach Pie has religion, right? Peach Pie has religion, yes. I'm going to keep trying to poke at it. Can I make any type of check on it? Yeah. If you want to, you can. Go ahead and give me a religion check. Anyone who wants to make a religion check. Do... Do animal souls go to Phrasma? Or just human or human? I'm not sure what I'm asking. <laughs> People's souls? Intelligent creatures. All intelligent creatures, including dragons. I know that for sure. It's in a book. Yeah. Moonlight certainly does not know that. <laughs> uh, the wizard got a 52 to investigate this thing as he's sticking his fingers inside of it. <laughs> Peach by rolled a natural one, so we won't worry about that. Wizard... You're not entirely certain, like a relatively unintelligent creature. The, and the intelligence of a creature varies. The wizard is fully aware that some intelligent creatures, or some non-intelligent creatures, there are examples of in nature occasionally those unintelligent creatures gaining intelligence or being more intelligent than most of their kin. It's possible the Lenorm was intelligent enough to have a soul. But now you're thinking about it. You're thinking about the interaction that you had with the Lenorm and Draconic. With this information, now that you're, you're, you're really taking a moment to take this in, because if Moonlight says it's a soul, it's a soul. Give me a perception check. 35. Zero point. This happened to me last week, That's too, didn't two, it? Two sessions in a row. Really? Yeah, you're garbage at hero points. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can I get my hero point back for it just being complete trash? That's actually, I think, points? I think it's something they eroded. Actually, we call that pity point. It's a pity. Feel point. a really bad one. It just comes back. <laughs> I used two last week and it was fucking terrible. I'm pretty sure it was the, r- roughly the same thing. You got the the same roll on both. Yeah, the first one you rolled the same thing twice. Like I rolled like, like a, a four. four. Yeah, and then rolled it again. Well, yeah, and you used your misfortune, I mean, your fortune ability thing. Yeah, I, I did that, <laughs> and I, I did the same thing. I like, dude, my rolls have just been shit lately. Except for Arcana checks. I can always count on my Arcana checks. That is the one thing that you seem you to know, You know, the, the thing top. you have a plus 37 at. <laughs> no big deal. Even if I roll four, I'm doing well. <laughs> so, you know that the Wendigos have ways of turning mortal creatures, mortal intelligent creatures, into Wendigos. Mm-hmm. You're not entirely certain if that had anything to do with the Linorm or any sort of, like, if the Wendigos had some sort of control over the Linorm, but there's, it's, it's no coincidence that they were both there at the same time. Did your Linorm friend have Wendigo friends? What? Wendigo friends? I know of the Wendigos. There's two with him. There's four. Maybe five? Well, now there's two, maybe three now, because I disintegrated two of them. Well done. Wait. You killed the Norm and the Wendigos at the same time? I mean, we, we kind of killed your friend rather quickly. He was kind of a little bitch. <laughs> Jesus. And one of the Wendigos was put into a maze. Yeah. Kind of took it out of the equation for a while. He really struggled to find his way out, too. It's funny. We told you we were kind of, kind of powerful. V- very powerful. Uh, Look at how uh, colorful I am. 
That's how powerful I am. <laughs> color indicates power. A rainbow. He, he's always been that colorful, so. Oh. I've always been this powerful. He <laughs> <laughs> <It> hasn't. <laughs> I look at I look at the whiz and I like flinch with my hammer a little bit. The fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, eh, you're a strange mixture of folks. Oh, we're also a circus. A circus? Would you like yes. to join the circus now that In you're the clean? Mountains? Oh, show no, me that stat block character at it. Oh no. <laughs> Why is there a circus in the mountains? I don't know anymore. We're here to destroy the world. We're trying to reach a wider audience? Destroy the We say what? all that all at the same time. <laughs> I'm so confused. He, he means we're here to save the isles. Save them? From what? An extinction curse. Aridin? From Aridin's reigning influence? Okay. Why is it happening all of a sudden? He died. Well, that was a long time ago. Some of this shit takes a while. I don't know. Why now? The writers couldn't come up with anything till now. What do you want from us? Well, I, I just want... Sorry, you just come up here saying that you're coming to save the world, and I don't know why or how. You well, hardly As far know as we know, how. just the Isles, not the entire world. Oh. Maybe it's the entire world? I don't know. It's the entire world when I live on the Isles. It's all of my world. These people could, I mean, you could move. I could teleport you to another planet. Oh. It'd be pretty neat. Never wanted to go to another planet? No. Your loss. I mean, what planet would you even take them to? I feel connection to this planet, not some other planet. I don't know what planets are in the solar system. Yeah, that's... That, that's kind of my point is, yeah, you can do it, but where would you go? Why? <laughs> Castrovel. Go to Castrovel and visit the yeah, ancestral the elf, elf ancestral homeworld. God, that would be an adventure. Go to Eox and play Blood Lords there. It's Geb, but a whole planet. <laughs> I feel like we've gotten a little off topic. Yeah, I think so, too. So, um... We killed a couple Wendigos. Uh-huh. Sadly, we killed your Lenorm friend. We thought it was trying to kill us. That's understandable. I suppose. I mean, if we came in here and tried to kill you, you'd probably fight back. I, su- I suppose. So are we then, like, don't have a way to try and fix the Lenorm worm then, wizard? Shh, it's gonna cost money. Well, how much? Oh, I gave all my money away. Never mind. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) It's all gone. Hey, Peach Pie, this is why you don't just give your money away. I'd just be giving it away again. So you can save a Lenorm. To bring back an enemy you just killed. We've ran into this before. Like, how do you not know that at some point we're going to kill somebody who probably shouldn't and have to bring them back? Well, saving all of Shrain seemed like a good thing to do. Did we even really save Shrain? No, I don't know. We'll find out later, I suppose. I don't know. Ask Nidek. Cut to Nidek. We, le- we left it to him. Shrain with <laughs> dead. <laughs> Drow undead who survived the plague against the freedom fighters of Shrain. 
<laughs> It'll be a holiday special. We'll come yeah. back to that one maybe some, some at some point. <laughs> it's just such a perfectly set up adventure. Like there are literally four characters right there. Yeah, we'll figure yeah. it out. Or we won't. Or we <laughs> Pro- won't. Probably not. But it would probably be fun. <laughs> uh, where the fuck was I? Oh, yeah. We were talking about uh, money for a resurrection. Or reincarnation, at least. Or reincarnation. I'm the one who's going to do that spell, and I don't want you. I'm sick of bringing people back. Yeah, we actually Do we actually even... Does the wizard know no resurrection? Or was that just helping the other guy? No, the wizard knows resurrection through the process of the converting the ritual. He had to learn the original ritual before he could really do the work on making it work with Leshy Souls. So, yeah. It is now written into my character sheet. I know it, along with, like, eight other rituals. So what level was this Lenorm? 17th level. Fuck, that means we have to go at least to 9th level. Why, why, why are we... Re- what, he's dead. Shit, that one, that is 9th. With Resurrect. It's an unintelligent creature and we killed it. Who cares? It's not unintelligent. What? You told us at the beginning of the thing that they weren't intelligent creatures. What's its intelligence? It talked to me. It, um, it has a friend. negative 3 intelligence. Yeah. Negative it's 4. Not very intelligent. Intelligence. It's, it's not, not very, very intelligent. intelligent. No, that's that's legit. It's not. All right. Jeb doesn't think it's very intelligent. He doesn't want to resurrect it. Negative mm. 4 is like animal so intelligence. It's like the baseline of what you need to be an intelligent creature. Baseline sentience, yes. It's a moot point. We don't have enough casters to cast a ninth level resurrect. Fair. What about reincarnate? I don't know, Jeb doesn't think it's worth it, so... <laughs> Why do we want to bring it back? He just made his point pretty... Because we feel bad. I don't feel bad at all. I mean, quite honestly, Moonlight doesn't really care. The Wiz doesn't care as long as it's not out of his pocket. Um, 20, 25 gold times its level. You said it was level 17? Did it have to be an 8th level reincarnate? Oh, yeah, I'm looking at base. 300 gold times, times base. its level. What, like 5,100? 5,100. Swoldigo, interestingly, was carrying three. Three gold? Three large pink topazes that are in your inventory. Because I'm pretty sure you would have just looted them. I mean, I disintegrated them, so their loot just fell on the ground. Yeah. And at that point, it's just a uh, scoop for the wizard. (laughs) Yeah. It's it's not even looting. It's just picking shit up off the ground. <laughs> but yes, the, each of those uh, large pink topazes are worth 2,000 gold. Well, there we go. Technically, we need rare herbs worth 5,100. Well, I got some rare herbs on me. <laughs> Sadly, I wasn't even completely joking. I actually have, well, I have rare incense. And I'm, incense is frequently made out of herbs. I also have ritual components, which are gemstones, rare oils, and other ritual components. Shit, the wizard can make this work. Um, I got, I got a bunch of shit on me. Like, what, what would you need? Just the requirements of the ritual. Fifty-one hundred gold. I need seven fire blossoms, three hemlocks, and <laughs> at least so just get rid of the large pink topaz and just leave like nine hundred gold in the party loot. Then we just need, yeah, three casters, a primary and two secondaries, occultism and, and religion. Malba's a high-level druid. Get out of here, lady. She could reincarnate herself. She can't. She doesn't know the ritual. Well, she can learn it. Yeah, I don't want to deal with it, so I'll teach it to her. Look here, Malba. I'm dreadfully sorry about what happened to your friend, but I'm sure that we'll be able to take care of it. 
Bernhardt says and turns around the room, looking at each member of the Circus of Wayward Wonders in turn. Yeah, let's do it. I've been wanting to reincarnate this Lenorm ever since we killed it. (laughs) (laughs) You guys are awful. Then you gather the material components that you need for the reincarnate ritual. If you would prefer to teach it to Malba, I would take that. That's fine. A druid to druid? Sure, I'd teach her how to cast reincarnate. But I talk in druid so the fucking wizard can't hear me. So the wizard can't learn it. <laughs> <laughs> what you don't know is I'm learning to speak druidic because of you speaking it in front of me. <laughs> well, I lose my abilities like by proxy. Like, <laughs> oops. <laughs> One day you just don't have fucking power. I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck happened? And I just, I'm just like, oh hey, in druidic. <laughs> oops. <laughs> Who's, who's our primary caster? Is it going to be Malba or is it going to be Jeb? I mean, what is her nature? Her nature is, I think, I want to say less than yours, but let me double check. I mean, yeah, I'll just... 28. That's awful. Her nature's 28. She calls herself a druid? That's not awful. <laughs> Plus 28. That's not that bad. It's not that bad. It's fucking terrible. Couple levels below y'all. Maybe four levels below you. So, who's doing what? Primary caster. As Melba is a secondary. Melba is secondary, and Wizard is the tertiary. Oh, we need occultism and religion. I can do religion. Or occultism. Does she have one of can those? she do religion or occultism? She would be able to do religion, yeah. Perfect. Oh, what is her religion? Four. Twenty-six. Then she can do it, because <laughs> this moonlight's occultism is 20. <laughs> oh, well, there you go. But remember, this is not a you-can-use-arcana-type check. Yeah, I have, I have a 26 occultism. That's because you got lots of freaking intelligence. Well, let's go ahead and let's get the wizard's check first. 46 with a natural 20. We succeed the ritual. That gives, that gives a, a bonus to the primary caster, correct? I believe so. I'm looking at the rules on it again. Secondary caster is critical as a plus two circumstance bonus to the primary check. Okay. And she gets a 36 on her religion, which is uh, just enough to succeed. So it doesn't she doesn't hinder the process. Uh, she's actually going to be the one that's going to help guide the soul into the body. So the question now becomes... What sort of creature? I was going to say, it's going to become a sort of creature. have to consider a handful of things, I think, but I'm like, yo, how do I, how do we do this? Human. Well, let's see Jeb's roll quick, too, just to see if we even succeed. That's a good point. What do you think I am? I'm going to watch you roll that one. Make your nature check. 50. Or I'm going to watch you roll a fucking 50 plus the bonus <laughs> from me. You got like a 52. Yup. Uh, yeah, that's critical success on that one. You reincarnate the target into a new adult body. The new body has full HP and is the same spells prepared and points in their pools as the original did when it died. I'm assuming that's a critical success. Yeah, it is a critical success. Know. Absolutely. What was the DC? Uh, it's a DC for uh, an 8th level spell. I think it's like 34. Probably a 36 because it's uncommon, but that's still a critical success. So I'm going to say we've got a whole table of Lenorms. So I'm looking at the Lenorm creature family. 
Well, according to the table I just rolled on for monsters, I just rolled a fucking stone giant. No, I don't want to do creatures. I want to do creature families. I want to do creature families. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to have uh, Jeb roll 2d6. I've got the Linorm creatures on the table here. And as well, if we get if we get two sixes, we're going to then roll a dragon. Just straight up a dragon. 2d6, eh? Yep. Whoa, suspense. Suspense. Oh, we're there. <laughs> Shut up. Oh, shit. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. <laughs> we got ourselves a dragon. Oh, man. We got to look at new families. Oh, man. Okay, now we got to look at the dragon. Just like the dragon family. Goodness. So many. Somebody roll a d20. Jeb. Nine. Okay, what do we got? That's forest dragon. A forest dragon, huh? And we're in the fucking snow. Apparently, forest dragons are chaotic evil. <laughs> I mean, you don't change your alignment I mean, when you get reincarnated. Yeah, you don't get so yeah. It's not, yeah. yeah. The design isn't that far off from the Lenorm. Lenorm a, a Lenorm, except for it's it's green instead of all the the white and black spikies. This has to be an imperial dragon, right? Yeah, this is an imperial dragon. So throughout the ritual, as Jeb is leading the growing of the body. This turn happens, and Jeb, of course, having such an affinity with the, you know, the element of the wood element in his experience as a druid and a, and a tracker, it begins to take a different shape. Oh fuck! Oh fuck! Oh fuck! And it elongates, and it gets larger. Instead of sprouting white scales with black horns, it is wreathed in bright forest green scales. It has a mane that comes off of its head and the horns that it had turn into almost antlers out of its skull and two long whiskers flank its nose. And at the end of the ritual, the Linorm is reincarnated into a forest dragon. What the fuck? I found a picture of a forest dragon. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. There's one on the wiki. Yeah, that's one on the archives, too. That's that the, uh... It's a very eastern dragon. It's imperial. Yeah, the imperial dragons are very eastern in, in uh, design. Yeah. Cool. And as soon as Malba guides this soul into the dragon, it almost seems to, like, the soul warms. That, that bright blue icy flame that was there turns this, you know, soft... Red and then eases into a verdant green as it spreads itself throughout this newly formed body that Jebediah has in front of it. As it changes colors, this section of the soul, almost like it molts its icy exterior and hits the cave ground and it does this and forms up into a small icy floating ball. And it just hovers there, spinning on an axis. Could I get that bloop one more time? There we go. Perfect. Like the like like a water splashing almost. In case you didn't get that from the bloop. <laughs> <laughs> Malba immediately goes in to hug the now forest dragon, and and we all need to give a DC for a freaking fear check. <laughs> yeah. Frightful aura. Let's kill it and get more XP. 
Because of <laughs> Lenorm <laughs> Dragon XP farm. It only costs. Is experience you know, like, worth 6k? Let's keep going. It costs 5,100 gold <laughs> to reincarnate it every time. They have a moment together. Awkward. And wouldn't you know it, she's a Lenorm too. She transforms into an ice Lenorm, and then they fly off into the sunset. No, that doesn't happen. Darn it. Wow. I'm so glad you're back, she cries to it. After the whole time has passed, it's probably pretty late in the evening. Malba offers the cave to you to stay in if you would like to. The Lenorm just kind of has its tail end sticking out of the cave, uh, but it's going to have to squeeze to get out. God, I wonder if it can wrap up in here. 20 foot by 30 foot. Good God, the dragon takes up most of the cave. I mean, Imperial dragons can change shape. Oh, they can. I don't think it will quite understand how to do it. <laughs> I feel like, I can just do it. So I think I think what it's going to do is it's going to change shape into a smaller version of its new self because it just thinks that it needs to get smaller because it's too big to fit. can also turn into a tree. <laughs> <laughs> and You know what you call it when somebody's pretending to be a tree that isn't? Tree semblance. Uh-huh. I hate it. Stop. Let's I take that hero house. point I gave you back. Let's call it a night. Taking it back. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to stay the night at this uh, at the location, you can pop up a mansion here pretty easily if you'd like. Wizard, functionally, I suppose you need to grab the damn thing first. Yes, I examine. I examine the rigi- residual soul fragments as I smoke my pipe. I'm like, cool. And then I scoop a little bit of it up into my pipe and smoke it. <laughs> You're smoking the soul? You guys ever fucking smoke a soul before? Jeez. <laughs> wow. Um, now, Wizard, as you're examining this thing, uh, for, for the purposes of rules on this, this is going to be the equivalent of a soul seed, a relic, much like the rest of your party has, but this one is more icy and draconic in nature. So when we first did the relic rules, we didn't actually grab... uh, There was the original relic options, the relic gifts that were available when we implemented that, I think halfway through the adventure, roughly. Wizard got a different benefit, but at higher level, it seems to be very underwhelming. Well, honestly, I just didn't really find a relic back then that I liked, which is why I went with the the ice spell thing. I wasn't thinking long-term, though. So, Tyler, what dragon gifts do I get from my relic slash soul seed? Oh, my goodness, wizard. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I so you get... am relic now. <laughs> I see you type that in in all caps, too. <laughs> Tyler made a huge mistake. Yes, yes. So the wizard now has a soul seed. Uh, We're going to have this one. You know, this is an ice Lenorm's soul seed. There are two gifts that this soul seed grants. The first one is a major gift, Worm's Flight. And the second is a grand gift called Draconic Ascendance. Okay, so Worm's Flight, two action command and vision... And I can activate and dismiss this ability as much as I want because I'm over level 17. I can fly. Ghostly, tr- dr- ghostly draconic wings grant me a fly speed equal to my speed. How fast are you again? 40? Tyler just gave me unlimited fly speed. <laughs> 40 feet. Well, you could stop preparing fly now, right? 
Yeah, hope. And then Draconic Ascendance, another two action, once per hour. I can cast 8th level Dragon Form. It does have to be the Dragon Form corresponding to the Soul Seeds Draconic Origin, so I'm assuming white? White because of the ice? Yeah. I think there's another ice one, but white is... I think white's the one I kind of used more frequently when I was doing Dragon Forms before. I was going to say canonically in the game, yeah. That makes more sense. I want to say there was a chromatic one I was using, or I tried using once. I don't remember. Oh, silver? silver something like that? Yeah, but chromatic dragons are kind of douchebags, if I remember correctly. Wait, are chromatic the good ones? <laughs> metallic are the good ones. The chromatic are chromatic are evil, metallic are good. Oh, that works. Yeah. So I can turn into a white dragon once an hour. So weird! So we can see more dragon wizard in the near future. The fly thing's not that overpowered. No. Sprite gets permanent fly at level 17. There's a lot of ancestries that can take fly. So is it a permanent flight, basically? I'd have to activate it or dismiss it, so I guess if I technically activate it at the start of the day, there's no duration. You could just have ghostly dragon wings. Because it lasts, it lasts for 10 minutes or until I dismiss the effect. No. Oh, no, it does say unlimited duration for 17th level and above. There you go. So technically, I could just always have draconic white wings behind me. Are they ghostly, you said? They are ghostly, so they're not like actual physical wings. They're ghostly white wings behind me. Wizard got his soul seed. You staying in uh, Malba's cave for the night? Well, the mansion door is. Mansion up, yeah. Mansion's in Malba's cave. As you're hanging out with Malba and... Uh, I invite them in as well. So the, the dragon. It's probably, it's probably big enough for the dragon to actually be in their full form as well. It would be. And and they don't really have the control. Is the door big enough, though? Big is the portal door. Uh, ten feet tall, five feet wide, I think. What, well, no, he has to change shape to get in and out anyways of the cave. Yeah. So y- you guys are going where? Uh, it is an extra-dimensional space that is very comfortable. Oh, no, for the sleeping, I get that. But when you're done, wh- where are you going? Why are you here? You mentioned saving the islands, but... Uh... Aridin something or other. I think we're supposed to find like 12 statues. Pass and tests. Yes, the Vale of Aradin, I think. Well, I don't know the name, but you're going up this path, it looks like. Right. Yes. Well, speaking of which, I got a fucking bone to pick with this Lenorm. First off, Lenorm, what, well, Forest Dragon, what's your name? It, it has the same mind, so it doesn't learn any new languages. It still speaks in you and, to you in Draconic. I'm still speaking to it in Draconic. What was the question you asked it again? Sorry. The fuck is your name? Wait, I don't care what your name is. Why the fuck did you fight us? The Wendigos. The Wendigos forced me into it. Pain. Eh, I, I feel that. Were, were you like, were you like being controlled by them or uh, imprisoned? Air quotes by them. We we got a thing for people that were imprisoned. We'll forgive you. It kind of like froze its brows and it says, imprisoned? Like, were you being like controlled or like captive to the Wendigos? I'm giving you a fucking out. Just take it. Yeah, yes. <laughs> okay, group, m- Moonlight, Moonlight, the, the, the Norm's cool. He was being. You can tell the Norm's dumb. He was the being Norm's controlled really stupid, by the, yeah. He was being controlled by the Wendigos. It wasn't his fault. <laughs> and he's trying to understand the words you're saying and he just doesn't get it, right? I guess we brought it back. I just had moved on, but okay. 
Well, I was still a little upset about it. He, he kind of was mean to me about it. I tried talking nicely to him. You killed it really quick, so I wasn't too worried about it. Well, I'm really glad for this. Thank you for coming through. I, I have something for you, actually. One one moment. Is it 5,100 gold? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 10. Never change. Take a hero point. I don't know if I deserve that. She hands you... I gotta, I gotta make sure I'm trying to hand him out, right? You already let him have one back. Oh, that's right, yeah. I did. <laughs> we'll, we'll just say I have one. We'll you have one. That you one. earned that one back. There you go. Yeah. There's this magical studded leather armor jerkin that she hands to probably Jebediah. <gasps> Jebo's the one who led the ritual. Thank you. What is it? it? Go ahead and give me a check on it. Does she not know what it is? No. I put it on. 43. That'll do. This is a jerkin of liberation. Damn. Okay, yeah, you repaid us that 5,100 easily. Holy balls. Plus 15-foot item. Yeah. <laughs> Holy <laughs> fuck. That's nutty. That's insane. Also, if anything wants to put a speed penalty on you, it has to overcome the counteract check of the jerkin. Can you imagine putting that on, like, a monk that already has, like, a 50-foot movement speed? <laughs> That's insane. Is this light armor? Doesn't hurt the... Yeah, it's, just, it's, it's light. It's just... Yeah, plus it's basically two. leather armor. It's studded leather armor. Yep. So you could take a feat and get yourself uh, light armor, like, proficiency there. And you could wear this, and you could be fast as fuck. Retrain a class feat for rogue dedication. Boom, done. I was looking at it, but it's not worth fucking losing three AC. <laughs> That's too much. Do I do I have twelve strength? I've got twelve strength now. I could totally wear this. You'd be so fast. Put on that jerkin and you jerkin that, that tree passes me up for speed then, because it doesn't that bump you up to forty five. Yeah, that would bump me up to forty five. Holy shit! Someone's faster than the whiz. Fastest tiny tree I've ever seen. That's some quick shrubbery right there. <laughs> some quick shrubbery. Quick shrubbery. Tyler, take it. Hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> Bring me a shrubbery. shrubbery. We tried, <laughs> sir. We couldn't catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Whew. All right. So, I mean, if nobody else... I, yeah, I wouldn't lose. I wouldn't. That's yeah, all yours. I wouldn't take the too. negatives to AC. It's all right with me and Peach. I got charge. I got my fucking 120 foot hammer. Yeah, I think I lose a couple like two AC, but I don't need my AC anyways. Really, not when you can move 45 feet per action. That's just insane. Built-in reflex saves. I'm gonna drop my plus two braces of armor into the party. So wait, you get more AC from bracers than you do from this? Yes, that makes well, sense. Because I took the rogue dedication, I'm only trained in light armor, whereas oh. because we're a 17th, I'm expert in unarmored. Oh, I see, I see. That makes sense. So putting this back on, actually, will use my trained rogue, and I'm actually losing a couple armor because I'm no longer using my expert, I'm using my trained. That makes sense. But I'm fast as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I do have to ask, what is inscribed on the Jerkin of Liberation? Does it say that there's usually something inscribed on it? Traditionally inscribed with the symbol of either Norgorber or Caden Kalian. Ooh. 
I don't know if it's just a 50-50 coin we're, flip. We're adding to your fucking religious symbol collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Let's do a coin flip because there are holy sh- sights of both in here. It would need to be Norgorber because I already have Kid and Kalian. Sorry, Kestrel. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Do you want to do a roll of dice, odds, Kid and Kalian, evens, Norgorber? Uh, sure. Norgorber it is. Alright, so the jerkin is inscribed with the symbol of Norgorber. So, the night goes by uninterrupted. When you wake up in the morning, you're saying your farewells to Malba and her forest dragon friend. She says, Be nice to any swords you come across. Be polite. Swords? What a strange piece of advice you've just given us. What does polite mean? Um, just don't talk to it. That's what it means for you, wizard. <laughs> I, accept, I accept that. And we continue on. If you make it back alive, maybe I could join your circus. Come see me if you don't die. Wait, do you know any tricks? You got, you got a circus card? They have a dragon. Who cares? <laughs> is your dragon your animal companion now? Malba and the dragon. There is a performer card Malba in the chat. and the dragon. Wait, seriously? It still even works because it's still a dragon. It's still wow. a dragon. Yeah, clouds of magical ice don't work so much, but, you know. Clouds of magical f- green leaves. Greenery. <laughs> <laughs> they breathe poisonous insects. <laughs> So you continue on your way down the path, really up. There is at least a day that passes of travel, about eight hours worth of travel. You're real close to coming to the stop, you know, a stop for the day to put up camp. However, you're doing a lot of upward movement now, and the altitude is getting a little difficult. You don't necessarily need to make any saves, but you can feel it. You know, when you drive up into the mountains and you feel that little shallowness of the breath as you're getting used to the higher altitude you're feeling that I just had the random thought that I might be over the limit for investing in items god 10 items is so fucking many magical items <laughs> it is but we're like 18 <laughs> I'm at 7 and I have so much stupid shit I'm invested into that I don't even use like how the fuck do you hit 10 items pretty sure I got on a moonlight one time when I was at like 8 but that included like the moonstone diadem that does yeah. Absolutely nothing for me. I included that one as well. I'm at seven right now. I was just like, what? <laughs> I got three more stupid items I can get. <laughs> Jeb, as you're taking everybody through, you see something ahead. <gasps> Give me a perception check. What could it be? 46. Jeb, you see ahead what looks to be the crumbling remains of a stone structure that kind of poke up from the drifting snow. The roof and the doors of the small building are long gone, but engraved sword motifs along the walls remain fairly visible despite their age. A gleam of silver shines from a pedestal at the structure's center. Sounds kind of pretty. We go closer. As you're getting closer, you see something else, not in the structure or right next to it, but off past the structure a little bit on the trail is a shape that you have seen now on your trip. You see, creeping along the trees, Wendigos, two of them, 
and they look to be waiting in ambush. So where is the bad guys? I see no bad guys. That's because they're hiding behind the building. Jeb, you spot the Wendigos peeking around and waiting for you in ambush. So you get to do one thing before we start combat. How many is there? It looks like you thought you saw two. I am going to cast a spell. Oh. Yes. Blow them up. Oh, here it is. Yeah, I'll just use cast my focus, Stormlord. And it's a hundred foot emanation from myself. They're going to hit them. Which would be close enough for them, yeah. All right. Um, and I'm going to create powerful winds, giving all range attacks minus four circumstances, and all flying will be difficult terrain. Because I remember these fuckers like to fly. All flying is difficult terrain. Aww. Sorry, Burrow. Uh, <laughs> don't even need to worry about it because of the reflection of storm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't treat wind as difficult terrain or greater <laughs> terrain while flying. And you can't be moved by wind unless you choose to be. Fantastic. Well, wow. in addition to casting that, I'll strike a lightning bolt part of Stormlord onto the beast one that I can see. It he succeeds. Doesn't mean he won't take half damage, though. He will do it. A whopping 17 damage. So with that, Jeb getting the drop on everybody, and I know that was a, a little ahead. Uh, I wanted to give Jeb some benefit of his master legendary survival skills. Uh, he's taken all those feats, and I wanted him to get a good benefit from it. So this, here's a little surprise round. Thanks. Everybody roll for initiative. So at the top of round one, Jebediah produces some strong buffeting winds, strikes a lightning bolt behind this uh, half-buried-in-snow-falling-apart structure, and then starts running towards it. Jeb, do you say anything to the party before you head off and do that, or you just... They get the gist. Y'all get it. Leroy! <laughs> Peach Pie, <laughs> at the top of round one, you start us off. Okay, do I even see these things? Oh, there they are. They are a really long ways away. Yeah, they are They are ahead on the trail and behind the structure. I got line of sight to this one, to large beast number one. <laughs> poking its head out. Yep. Action one, rage. Action two and three, reach hammer. <laughs> you just bonk on the head. Right at my limit of 120 feet away. <laughs> well, that's 110. So, yeah, I bonk it on the head from way back here. All right. <laughs> and I get a 47 to hit. A 47 hits. I will deal it. 50 damage, and that's my turn. All right. Then after Peach my Wizard, it's your turn. Uh, the wizard starts flying up into the air. He's going to go 20 feet east and 20 feet up. Second and third actions, I'm going to cast fourth level invisibility on myself. Done. Then, after the wizard flies into the air, Moonlight, it's your turn. Uh, I'm gonna move 45 feet up. Fuck, you're so fast. Just because I can? Jeez. Uh, gonna need a will save from this one I can see. This one on the north side of the building, northeast side of the building. Alright. I like it's nat 20 on the die. Well. That phantasmal killer does nothing, then. That's my turn. Then after Moonlight, 
it is that Wendigo's turn, the one that's been getting targeted. It kind of poked its head out, and now it's just getting thrashed because Jeb spotted it. Realizing that its ambush has been thwarted, he's going to use all three actions to use his Wendigo Howl. And everyone is in range. Everybody give me a will save. Mental effects? Yes. We all critically succeed except Jeb. You do. Well, well, I critically succeed. It's a will effect. Oh, yeah. We all critically succeed. Uh, okay. All right. That's what happened last time. The howl didn't do shit. As the, 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 the Wendigo howls to the sky, everyone just brushes it off. I howl back. <laughs> that's what you're supposed to, That's how it works, right? <laughs> all right. Then after that one, a second Wendigo moves out or really tries to. Is it difficult terrain, Jebediah, or greater difficult terrain to fly? Just difficult. Just difficult. So the Wendigo has a fly speed of 100 feet. So it can still go 50. That other one, is it the Howl, all three actions? It is. Wendigo number number two is going to use all three actions to Howl as well. How big was its range? It's is it 120. It's 120, yep. Okay. No, I take that back. It's a mile. Everything within a mile? That can be heard a mile away. It's a bit Ah. of a difference from 120. Yeah. So literally every single creature is now, like, frightened. 120 makes a difference when you critically fail. Because if you critically fail and you're within 120 feet, something happens. Which we are all within 120. Correct. Correct. All right. So much like the other one, let's go ahead and get a will save from everyone. Motherfucker, I use one of my hero points. <laughs> there, thank God. It's obviously not a very high check. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't want to fail it. I don't want to deal with failing. I only got a 38 and I critically succeed. I mean, I got a success. I mean, you rolled a, you rolled a six on the die and you got a success. Yeah. Which, of course, turns into the whole critical success thing, you know. You're making me waste all my good rolls, Tyler. Apparently. Um, all right, well... Both of them get their howls off, and neither of them affect you in any way, shape, or form. You're all immune to both of these Wendigo's howls for the next 24 hours. Which takes us over to the bottom of round one. Jeb, it's your turn. Heck yeah. A third Wendigo. God damn it. <laughs> A third Wendigo. Am I supposed to, like, is the map correct? Can I only see this one? Yeah. Okay. I want to see more of them, so I'm going to move. Oh, I spotted another one. Oh, sorry. Uh, reflex save on the same one I saw earlier. Reflex. All right. Gets a 36. Um, effortless conversation. <laughs> I just talked to him. That's, that's a feat neither one of us has, Spencer. <laughs> All right, 40 damage from that. I'll move 30 feet more east, and I will... I remember the grab, so I'm not going to get close quite yet. Uh, I'll target both of them with a slow. Dropping the slow bomb. All right, so Will saves coming in. They both get a success, a 42 and a 40. So they are both just slowed. Slowed one for one. One for one round, yep. Got it, got it. And that's all I got. And after Jebediah, that takes us to the top of round two. Peach Pie, it's your turn. I should start moving closer. Ugh, I'm so slow. 
I move up to just behind Moonlight, 30 feet up, and I will again use my second and third actions. Wait, no, how far away is he? Yeah, he's just so damn far away. I'll use my second and third actions again to smack him with my hammer from, from range. Oh, 41 still hits. Pop him again and it hits. I'll deal him 49 damage. For some reason, the visual of uh, a Peach Pie hiding behind Moonlight because you're right behind Moonlight and just like <laughs> with the extendable hammer is just hilarious to me. Very silly. Wizard, it's your turn. Wizard starts getting closer. He's still 20 feet up. And then, so one move action, and then he will drop a fireball. Wendigos hate fireballs. Reflex saves. Alright, we get a 49 and a 46 from both of them. Yep, this is a 6 level fireball, so it's going to be a 12d6. Uh, those are both saves. The 49 is not a critical success, it's just a rather regular success. I drop a solid 38 damage. So with the success, that's only going to be what, 19. So here's the fun part. Because of the weakness... Add the weakness onto the half damage, you get 34 damage to them. So, almost full damage. I'll take 34 apiece on a 6th level spell. And they both shriek and wail as their fur momentarily lights a flame. I am still invisible in there. Alright. Then after the wizard, we go to Moonlight. It's your turn. Um, I guess I'll move forward. Let's start with that. Right, so I'm going to move forward 45 feet, and then I'm going to cast another spell at Mr. Wendigo. He is now within the center of mind of the first square of his. Is that how we know, right? Yeah. Yep. Yes. Okay. That's what I always do, at least. Were they slowed? Yes, they're slowed one. Slowed one. Okay. Oh, I'm going to need a will save from the same Wendigo we've been kind of picking on. He gets a 42. Uh, that just barely saves. Tedious laughter, so he just cannot can, cannot use reactions while I sustain. Then after Moonlight, that takes us over to Wendigo another, number one, the one that just got the hideous laughter cast on it. He can't use reactions, and he loses his first action because of the Jeb's slowed spell. He uses his second action to stride fly up to Jeb. With a little bit of difficulty, you can see he's pushing against the air as he does so. And makes a claw attack on Jeb. Gets a nat one on the die. Wonderful. That was a hit. Phenomenal. Jeb, you see... Because after that Wendigo's turn, Jeb, you see somebody... Moonlight could probably see this as well. This bone creature robed in dark blue robes has a long equine skull he looks a little familiar it's not exactly the same but this is much like the bone creature that was in Dazalan's tower the one you destroyed and it approaches from the distance you can see that it just kind of hovers back and forth and watches the combat at a distance not close enough to get hit by any of the AoEs, not, you know, interfering necessarily. He's just watching. That takes us over to Wendigo number two. Loses its first action because of slowed. 
and then uses its second action to fly around the other side of the structure in range of Moonlight and uses its third action to make a strike on Moonlight. Probably hits. Going to be a jaw attack here. 46 to hit. Yep, that hits. That's going to deal you 37 points of piercing and cold magic damage. I take 37. Well, that's its turn. Brings us over to bottom of round two. Jeb, you're up. I got this guy right in my face. Right in your face. Well, five feet away. Oh, sorry. Concentrate. He critically fails. Did that one on the die from that reflex save on the uh, Stormlord Thunder lightning bolt. Double damage. Good God. 78 uh. for a free action. <laughs> I'll step up on him. And I'll just uh, swing 46 to hit. That'll hit. I'll take a second attempt after dealing 23 damage. Woo-hoo. Big hits from the jab. And I'll miss with the 36, it looks like. Yes, yes it will. That's all I got. Then after Jeb takes us up to the top of round three, Peach Pie, it's your turn. Okay. Um, how high off the ground are Wendigo 1 and Wendigo 2? They just hover off the ground right now. They just hover a little bit. Okay. Oh, bother. Well, I want to kill Wendigo 1 if I can, but Wendigo 2 is attacking Moonlight. Ugh. Just too far away. Okay. I use one action to get up to Wendigo 2 and get in its face, and then two actions to make a range swing at Wendigo 1. Oh, so you get into his face and then bop 1. Yeah, I want to try and distract it from attacking Moonlight if at all possible. I see. But I want to kill Wendigo 1. Gotcha. Focus fire. Smart. Almost like I know what I'm doing, kind of. <laughs> a 46 hits. I deal it 62 damage. And Wendigo 1 continues to get beat on. That takes us over to the wizard. It's your turn. I fly over uh, above Moonlight, and then I will cast a 6-level Disintegrate on number 1. And... Ouch. <sighs> these fours. Hero point. 41 to hit. Hey, that'll do it. 41 hits. Fortitude save. We guess a 42. That is a success, so he will take half damage of 12d10. And he had 22 hit points left. And half damage is 33. So you overcome it by 11. He is dust. He is dust. Then the Wendigo into a cloud of dust that just blows away in the heavy winds that are being created by Jebediah. Then after the wizard reduces one to dust, moonlight. It's your turn. Oh, let's go with the will I'll save. Yeah, will save from Wendigo 1 here. 2, you mean? 2, Wendigo 2. Wendigo 1 is dead. I hope one of these can actually fail a save. Well, this one gets a 30. Uh, he critically fails. Oh. Is it higher level than we are? No. I need a fortitude save. It gets a 46. Damn. Uh, he succeeds. Succeeds at its save. It is frightened four and cannot reduce its value below one for one minute. Frightened four? That's, that's spooky right there. Shit. Yep. 
I alter his shadow, transforming it into a terrifying monster out to devour him. <laughs> it's no more than he deserves. Uh, he must spend at least one action each turn, either attacking his shadow or fleeing from his shadow. Oh, that's right. This spell. What's it called again? Yeah. Unspeakable shadow. Jeez. Yeah. He would have failed that fortitude save. He would have instantly died. Oh. Yeah. Shadow just eats him. Huh. Well, then after, does he take any damage, or is that all? Uh, no damage. Frightened four is drastic. Yeah, frightened four. He doesn't even flee, which is kind of crazy. What are you gonna do? You can't run for your own shadow. <laughs> you, you could try. You could sure try. That was two actions. Oh, you still have one left? Uh, yeah. I'm going to attempt to intimidate him. Wait, he's already frightened four. Does it matter? Does. Oh, add fleeing in there or something? Because a 38 isn't going to critically succeed, I don't think. It will not. Uh, I'm not I'm not certain a 38 will succeed. Okay, a 38 succeeds, but it does not critically succeed. No, then nothing happens. It doesn't make a difference. It was scared to death, so... I could have tried to ah, kill him again. Got it. If he would have critically, would have critically succeeded and not rolled a fucking four. Trying to get them death effects in on these Wendigos. So I they already don't used my back. hero point. Damn it! I'm a stupid social encounter. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then after moonlight, that takes us over to the huge bone creature, which the wizard can kind of see clearly now. Kind of like gets interested, it would seem, at the Wendigo 1 perishing to the Disintegrate. Just kind of gets a little closer, looks at you all, and then doesn't do anything else with the rest of its turn. Which takes us over to Wendigo number 2. Wendigo 2 has Peach Pie right on him, but Moonlight keeps casting these devastating spells on him. It needs to attack its shadow or flee. So it, it, this is a terrifying thing that it's come across because it's the, the terror in the winter night, uh, not his own shadow. So he uses his first action to swipe at a shadow, completely fails, looks at Peach Pie and uses a demoralized action against Peach Pie's pers- will DC, roars in Peach Pie's face. Is a 45 beat your will DC? It does. Is it critical uh, Not critically. Not critically. No. Okay. So Peach Pie... That happened that, to be because he's got a minus four? It still would. What did it have critically succeeded, though? Oh, um, yes. On the dot, it would have. Oh, would have. Really? Yeah. My will DC's 39. There's Moonlight saving you again. Very good. Peach Pie, you are now frightened one. I don't buy it. You need to give me a perception check. Perception check. Okay. Give me a perception check. Badly. 35. Okay. In the background, unbeknownst to Peach Pie, his having been demoralized or at least frightened a touch, taken aback, put on his heel by this Wendigo, triggers something in the area. And these whispers, these hissing whispers start erupting around this site. There's no way for you to prevent it because nobody caught it before it happened. But a haunt enters the initiative. Oh, yay. Our favorite thing. You eat haunts with your Blood Lord's character, right, Spencer? Yes, sir. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> Gobble that shit up. <laughs> so the Wendigo becoming frightened didn't trigger it? No. Non-Wendigo creatures. Hmm. Had to be what triggered it. 
everyone has a brief vision, a moment, where you see in front of you, in the grounds, the exact place that you're standing now in front of this abandoned way station. You see Swoldigo, that big Wendigo with the big muscles that you came across and killed a little bit earlier, standing in the way. And the camera pans to the side and you see behind the Wendigo, and then there's a Zolgath front, a clutch of Zolgaths right in front of the Wendigo. And the lead Zolgath just looks behind him, waves forward two fingers, and four Zolgath minions get pushed up to the front. And the leader Zolgath that's up in the front kicks the four down in front of the Wendigo and then spreads his arms wide as in offering them to the creature. Shortly afterwards, those four Zolgath minions are devoured by the Wendigo and their bodies are turned into the four Wendigos that you've come across and the Zolgath clutch is allowed to pass unmolested. And those four Zolgath souls, those four terrified creatures are screaming in agony and despair. And on their turn, those four Zolgaths are going to start attacking y'all. But it is a haunt. Anyways, that was in the middle of Wendigo's two's turn. He uses his third action to actually claw at Moonlight. Gets a 48 to hit. Yeah, that'll, that'll, that's a critical. It's a crit. Moonlight take 63 points of damage. That hurts. Jebediah, it's your turn. I don't know if I like this asshole sitting in the back. He's just watching, hanging out. Just so he knows that I know that he knows that I know that he's there. I'm going to hit him with a lightning bolt <laughs> that he will critically succeed on. So he, he knows see. that I know that he knows that we know that he doesn't like lightning or something. So it was, it was a warning shot. Yeah. It was just a warning shot. Just dodges out of the way. I'll charge up to Windigo number dose. Where, so where's the haunt? Like, is it not, it's not something I see. I just see a bunch of dead, haunt, shadowy figures. Can yeah, I disbelieve? There are four shadowy Zolgath figures that are on the grounds that you're, the battlefield is on right now. Okay. Uh, 41 to hit the Windigo number two. 41 hits. A second attempt at a negative five here. 42. Nice. Got it. Four. 38 damage. Consistency, boys. Very consistent. And that's what I got. So after Jeb comes up and slices the Wendigo up, that takes us to the top of round four. Peach Pie, it's your turn. Yeah, right. This asshole. Um, I guess I swing at him. I'm right next to him. Swing. That's a nat 20. The critical hit. So I deal him to start with. 121 damage. Wow. Okay. I knock him prone, and he has 2d12 bleed on him because of my brutal critical, which I got at level 18, and this is the first time I've remembered to use it. So it's 2d12 bleed? 2d12 bleed. It's two weapon damage, or two weapon die. Now with him on the ground, I will make another attack with my second action. And here comes that. And I hit him. 43. 43 hits. And I deal him 66 damage. All right. The good rolls. Very. And then with my third action, fuck it. We'll just swing again. Going for the fences. 
Nope. All right. Then that takes us over to the wizard. It's your turn. Um, I'm not sure how he's doing on the HP. Mer casts a ninth level disintegrate on him. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's frightened three right now. It doesn't get much better than that. I'm prone. Minus five to its AC. Doesn't get much better than that. Oh, rough dude. And that's what happens when you jinx it. I should have stopped talking, apparently. Natural one. Yeah. And I don't have a hero point, so I will use my third action to uh, go fuck myself in this corner. <laughs> I'm just going to go off the map. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Wizard nopes off the map. Can you make a check on the haunt? I could, but I'm more intrigued by the huge undead to my southeast. I would like to make a check on that dude. Oh, I can't. That's all three of my actions. I needed to fly, because otherwise I was going to fall. Well, we'll get around to that next round. In the meantime, Moonlight, it's your turn. Um, yeah, Moonlight's going to do something they've never done before. They are going to... I mean, I guess it's technically casting a spell, but it just kind of happens. I am using my regrowth ability to cast regenerate on myself. Oh, all right. Uh, third action, a five-foot step away, so I'm a little bit farther away from it. And that'll be my day. Okay. Well, that takes us over to the Shrieking Haunt, where four ghostly Zolgath figures rise next to each of our party members, open their jaws wide, and then sink them into your shoulders. It looks like every one of them hits, except for the one that's attacking Peach Pie. You're right. So Moonlight, Jebediah, and the Wizard are going to be taking some negative damage. That takes us over to our huge undead bone friend who continues to observe. That takes us over to our last remaining Wendigo. Is got got pretty wrecked by Peach Pie in that last round. So it's going to turn and it's focused on Peach Pie. It does have to use an action to try to attack its shadow. Or run away from it. Could run away. Oh, I'm sure that would be exactly what it wants to do. Shit, it's prone. Yeah, it is. Stand up, nerd! It uses its first action to fly up. I attack it with flat-footed. I attack it with precision. Not that I can actually kill it. I deal it 56 damage as it tries to stand up. Smack. I miss. It successfully stands. It uses its third action to attempt to fly away. Aww. Very slowly. Can't do anything about it. Now, it does have to go slowly, but it does move up. Now, because of the wind and the fact that he's flying up, for one action, he only gets 25 feet in the air. Okay. Cool. Let's I can still kill him then. And uh, at the end of its turn, it's going to take some persistent bleed damage. You might still kill him anyways, Peach Pie. <laughs> Ooh, close. He bleeds for 18. 18. <laughs> and he does roll a 15 to succeed. Well, that takes us over to Jeb. He's 25 feet in the air. Electricity! Lightning his ass. Oh, no. 33. He's probably dead. Reflex save. 32 damage. He falls to my feet. He falls to the ground. This is where things get a little interesting. We know this thing has regen. We also know that the way you turn off this Wendigo's regen, you don't actually have access to cold iron. It's just death effects to disintegrate. We're good. Wait a second. I have my clan dagger. 
I'm not. I don't think it is either. I think you would have had to have upgraded it, and I don't think yeah. I would. A random ass clan dagger just. <laughs> Did that work? <laughs> this first level item kills him. <laughs> so yeah, we'll have to figure out exactly how to do that, but also there's the haunt that is still active right now as well. Well, and there's the guy. Our bone auger friend. Yep, he hasn't done anything. He's just kind of hanging out and watching. He's the source of the haunt. He must die. I fucking hate haunts. Uh. <laughs> Do you want to try to identify the haunt? Uh, yes. Feline lore. <laughs> no. No, Religion check would work. Oh, yeah, dude. Fucking let me madcap that right now. 24. <sighs> 24. This is. I don't even think you can't do it untrained. Oh, you're a fucking liar. That's rough. Sorry, mm -hmm. bud. Anywho. Do anything else? Pass your turn? This guy's literally just watching like a little bitch. Yeah, he's just. Where is he? He's, off, he's, he's down off south. Behind. Bottom right of the map. Is that where he actually is, or is he further away? He's further away. He's he's like staying out of you know out of the combat zone, just watching you all. How far away is he? Uh, let's say he's within a hundred feet. I back up towards moonlight and say, "Figure out the haunt." <laughs> Moonlight's not gonna. <laughs> well, we're fucked. That's all I got. Beach by it's your turn. Uh, well, I can't kill this Wendigo. I move over to moonlight with one action. With my second action. I will make a um, medicine check to battle medicine moonlight, setting the DC to 30. I succeed. You will heal from my battle medicine. An instant 38. And then with my third action, uh, I juggle. Except not really, because I don't want to take a hand off my mallet. All right. You had to to... I put my hand back on my mallet after doing the battle medicine. There you go. There it is. All right. Well, then after Peach Pie comes up and gives Moonlight a little healing, Wizard, it's your turn. Uh, M Moonlight, you gonna handle the Wendigo before it comes back up? Yeah, I should be able to do that. Okay. Uh, I'll check out everything else then. So first action, let's take a look at that hazard or the haunt. Um, Recall knowledge on this, so you could use Arcana, obviously. Yup. 53. Great. You recognize that this haunt is here and persistent because of the fear that those four Zolgas felt while they were being devoured by the Wendigo. And now they're doing the last thing that they took part in. Now, their bodies were not properly disposed of, or cared for anyway, in any way, shape, or form. In fact, with your knowledge of Zolgaths, you know that proper Zolgath burial rituals often uh, involve fire, consuming the bodies in fire. Can I see the bodies? Do I see bodies? You don't. No. But you do see the ghostly manifestations of the Zolgaths next to you. And Peach Pie. And Moonlight. And Jeb. Anybody else do anything fire-related? No. Give me a day. All right. I guess uh, I will use my second and... Wait. Hold up. Can I even do that? Fuck. Okay. So, yeah. I drained bonded item. I believe it was level six. Is my fireball? Yes, it is. 
I will recall my fireball and drop a fireball on those little gas. Which also is the entire party. I don't, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I know. <laughs> so let's get reflex saves from everybody in the party here. So bad at reflex saves. I missed a lot of this. Why am I being fireballed? <laughs> <laughs> Just take it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Taking it. Uh, 36, so let's see. Of your guys' saves, it looks like Peach Pie failed, Moonlight you saved, and Jeb you failed. So Partially. Peach Pie, you'll take 34. Or I'm sorry, you'll take 36. Um, Moonlight, you'll take 18. And Jeb, you'll take 18 as well. Or I'm sorry, 36 because you failed. I'll take 27. Thank you very much. Fire resistance. Good for you. And the four Zolgath ghosts that are there, they raise their hands and seem to bask in the flames. And one of those four ghosts disappears. The other three remain. Fuck you. Well, they did succeed on your reflex save. Didn't quite deal enough damage. Took half damage. They did only take half damage. There's a portion of this hazard that's built exactly like a creature. Super interesting hazard. And if you'd like, you could technically target the ghosts. Yeah, and we're at the target with them with produce flames if we're not to keep doing this. Or I eclipse burst everyone. Sunburst. <laughs> I mean sunburst everyone. Well, then after the wizard fireballs the party and exhumes the spirit of one of the Zolgaths, that takes us over to Moonlight. It's your turn. Uh, Moonlight gets 15 hit points back from regenerate. I guess even though he's unconscious, I'm going to do a phantasmal killer on Wendigo 2. I need a will save. Okay. He fails. He takes 86 mental damage. It's all death. It's a death effect, so got the death trait, which means he automatically dies at zero. Phantasmal Killer has the death trait? Yes, it does. Okay. Well, it doesn't destroy the body, but the Wendigo's, the that cold blue light from behind its eyes fades away while it's laying on the ground. A uh, random side note, I fell out of the air. Oh, you didn't fly last round. Yep. It was 20 feet up, so what's that, 10 damage? Yeah. Wizard hits the snow. Uh, moonlight just moves farther away from everybody so that they don't get hopefully fireballed because <laughs> that hurt and they're at you know 91 hit points moonlight uh one of those three zolgath the ghosts that remains is sticking to you the one that was exhumed was the one on peach pie but as you move this ghost follows you good for it right in your square jeb sunburst us <laughs> All right, that takes us over to the haunt. The haunt's going to do its routine. It's going to bite all the party members that are being followed by the ghosts. So we got three of them here, and Jeb, Wiz, and Moonlight all get hit, and they each take negative damage from the Zogath ghosts gnawing on their shoulders. Huge Undead creepily watches the combat. Wendigo 2 doesn't come back. He's totally dead. Jeb, it's your turn. I heard it. Hurt what? I heard it. Heard. Sunburst. Uh, sunburst everyone. It. It's not going to kill Moonlight, right? You ain't, you ain't doing 71 damage it's with just the fire. It's probably going to kill me. They're not undead. What is it, 10d10? Yeah. Uh, what is your save? 
40. I'm so bad at reflexes. So two of the three ghosts failed, one succeeded. Oh, and they're ghosts? We might as well say they're fucking dead. Because they take 16d10. Dude, they had four hit points left. Oh, okay. They're done for. Right, of course, after everybody takes a bunch of sunburst damage. 47 damage. Just in case one's still bouncing around, here's... No, you don't. <laughs> here's more. No, there's some more un- than enough. Some holy damage. The three remaining Zolgaths, uh, uh, the Zolgath ghosts that have been following the party members, uh, much like before with the fireball, raise their arms in exultation as their souls are sent on from this place and their spirits are put to rest by being consumed in fire. Wendigos and a haunt that we could consume with burning fire. Also, we did our good deed and brought back the Lenore worm. Go us. But now we have to deal with whatever this giant bone monster watcher thing is. Will it kill us? Will we kill it? Find out next time as we continue the extinction curse. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.